This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. With the rapidly increasing costs of college straining families across the nation, many are asking if major changes are needed in higher education. We're going to reach a point where most families just can't afford to spend or borrow the money that it takes to send their kids to college. And I think we need huge changes before we get there. Then... The incidence of type 2 diabetes in Americans keeps rising. Yet some doctors say it's relatively easy to avoid, control, or even reverse the disease. You don't have to lose 30, 40, 50 pounds. All you have to do is really about 5% to 10% of your body weight. So if you 200 pounds, you lose only about 10 to 15 pounds. Those two stories, and much more, are coming your way on this week's episode of InfoTrack. The show gets underway right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Is it time for America to rethink the idea of college? Our next guest thinks so. He's the author of The End of College, Creating the Future of Learning and the University of Everywhere. We welcome Kevin Carey to InfoTrack. Kevin, some of the facts and figures you cite about colleges today are startling. Has higher education become something that's unsustainable at this point? I think so. We know that the cost of college has been rising much faster than inflation or family income going back to the early 1980s. And as a result, we now have $1.2 trillion in outstanding student loan debt because people can't afford to pay the tuition bills out of their bank accounts. So... It used to be that you could go to college. Most people would graduate with no debt. Now, 70% of all students who graduate with a bachelor's degree leave with debt on average $30,000. We're going to reach a point where most families just can't afford to spend or borrow the money that it takes to send their kids to college. And I think we need huge changes before we get there. How effective is the average college at turning out graduates who are well-educated and employable? Surprisingly ineffective. This is kind of the great secret of American higher education. Everybody knows that our colleges have become more expensive. What people don't know is that the average American college graduate scores lower than college graduates in other countries, particularly in math. We do very badly in math. Some research suggests that between 30 and 40 percent of students who spend four years in college learn very little while they're there. And the reason is because colleges are really not focused on the education of students. They tend to be much more focused on building their research capacity in competing with one another for status, which is also the reason that tuition is going up every year. Many families assume that college attendance is kind of essential for their children's future success. What would you say about that? Well, I think they're right. 30, 40 years ago, you could get a middle-income job in this country with just a high school diploma. We don't live in that world anymore. It's been a long time since we have. And so to even grab the bottom rung on the ladder of economic opportunity, you need some kind of credential after high school that can help you get a job. That's why parents are so anxious about the cost of sending their kids to college. And it's why colleges are able to charge so much money because people realize they don't really have a choice. They need to find somewhere that will give them that education and that degree. We're talking on InfoTrack with Kevin Carey, author of The End of College. Kevin, in your book, you describe taking a course at MIT, but you were not really enrolled in MIT. Could you tell us about that? 
Yeah, this is a really amazing thing about the world we live in and what information technology can do for us. I took an entire MIT genetics class. This is the same class that MIT requires all of its freshmen to take. In fact, at the same time that I was taking this class online, there were a hundred students in Cambridge, Massachusetts, taking the class in person. But I wasn't the only one taking it online. There were actually tens of thousands of other students from around the world taking exactly the same class that the MIT freshmen were taking, same lectures, same problem sets, same homework, same midterm, same final. And MIT makes this class available for free on the internet through a platform called edX, edX.org, where both MIT, Harvard, University of California, many of the world's great universities are now making their courses available for free for anyone who wants to take them. If you take enough of those courses, can you actually get a degree from there? Not now, and that's kind of the catch in this whole thing, and that really tells you a lot about the way our higher education system works. I can take a class from MIT, but because I'm not enrolled there and I'm not paying tuition, which is very expensive, I can't get credit. That doesn't really make any sense. It's the same class, same academic standards, but because we have a system of credentials such that only those bachelor's degrees and associate's degrees are really good for getting you a job, colleges can continue to charge for access to the credentialing part of higher education, even as the education part of education becomes more open and more inexpensive using information technology. In the subtitle of your book, you use the phrase, the university of everywhere. What do you mean by that? That's my way of describing where I think the next generation of students is going to go to college. I have a daughter. She's four and a half years old. I think like a lot of parents, as soon as she was born, there was this almost like a countdown clock that went off in my mind. It started at 18 years and started going backwards because I knew that 18 years later, she would leave and go to college and I would need to find a way to pay for it. So I started thinking a lot about how did we get here? How did college become so expensive and ineffective? And how is the information technology revolution that's transforming so many other parts of our society going to transform higher education? What I believe is going to happen is a future where people still go away to college. We're not going to lose those transformative social experiences, the coming of age, the being exposed to diverse viewpoints. I think probably kids are still going to want to leave home when they're 18 and parents are probably going to want them to leave. But instead of these old, expensive institutions that we've relied on for so long that have become way too expensive, too expensive, we're going to see new organizations crop up that provide the kind of one-on-one -on -one instruction and access to other students that you need from a college, but also really take advantage of all of the great new possibilities that information technology provides. And if you do those things together, you can provide a great college education for a whole lot less than the $60,000 a year that some private colleges are charging today. Our guest is Kevin Carey, author of The End of College. Kevin, will the digital alternatives to college, you know, where people can take classes and even get a degree online, will those ever have the credibility of a regular school? I think they will if they're really good. People ought to feel a lot of credibility for classes that are offered by Harvard, MIT, and Stanford. And they put their names behind those classes, and, and they associate themselves with them. In a lot of ways, and this is the case in all parts of society, the way that we think about what's possible lags behind what is possible. New technologies are invented, and it takes us a while to adapt to them and to kind of get used to the way things work. You know, my mom still had a landline in her house, and she still calls me on the phone. But that's not the way a lot of other younger people interact these days. They use text messages. They communicate in different ways. So I think college is like that also. I think that the way we think about what a degree is 
and at what a degree isn't, is going to catch up with what technology makes possible. And that's going to open up, you know, whole new worlds to people. And the sooner the better. What advice would you have for parents who are listening, who are looking at their children's future and perhaps with some dread thinking about the college years ahead? I would say a couple of things. If you have young kids like me, realize that their college experience isn't going to be just like yours if you went to college. It is going to be much more a combination of learning in person and learning in global learning communities where you are connected to people all over the world. And your kid's going to be competing against people from all over the world who also are going to have access to these learning opportunities. And so don't confine yourself to just what your local school provides. Get them used to going online and interacting with some of these great classes that some of the world's best universities are providing. If your kid is closer to college age, you know, colleges aren't going out of business tomorrow or probably the day after tomorrow. What you don't want to do is get caught up paying too much money for what you're getting. If you can get your child into Harvard or Princeton, send them to Harvard or Princeton. What you don't want to do is pay Harvard or Princeton prices for a college that wants to be Harvard but isn't. And that is actually scarily easy to do in this day and age. There are a lot of people who will take your money, even though the degree they offer really doesn't measure up to that. If you have a child who hasn't figured out what they want to do with their life and wants to kind of explore and try new things, a public university is a good place to do that. Don't put yourself far into debt for a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Save your money for graduate school because you'll probably need it. Kevin Carey, author of The End of College, Creating the Future of Learning and the University of Everywhere. Kevin, thanks so much for joining us. If folks want to learn more, they can visit endofcollege.com. Thanks again, Kevin. Thanks for having me. Next, diagnosed with type 2 diabetes? A doctor knows how to control and even reverse the symptoms or avoid the disease altogether. That story, coming up.